Paranormal Experience in Rural Africa This was not my only experience with the paranormal, but it is certainly the most memorable. I was living in rural Ghana at the time, working for a non-profit organization based in a small farming town of about, about 4,000 people, very poor and underdeveloped. Few houses had electricity or running water. I lived with my colleague in a guest house on the organization's compound. This town, like many rural communities in West Africa, was home to a substantial number of people who practiced juju. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the term, juju is a traditional form of West African witchcraft. Many times throughout the year I lived there, I would wake up in the middle of the night to the sound of a local coven off in the bush somewhere, beating drums and chanting. They were practicing their rituals and performing spells, as the locals had explained to me. This always occurred in the middle of the night during the witching hour. Oftentimes when this was happening, parishioners from local, various local churches, Anglican and Catholics mostly, would meet up on a hill and start their own drum circles, chanting prayers and singing hymns in an effort to defend against the black magic being performed across town. As often as the spiritual battle happened during my stay there, I never got used to it. Not only was it completely unnerving, the noise would keep me up for hours and I'd be exhausted the next day at work. One night, during a torrential downpour, the power went out. This happened every few days during the rainy seasons, so we weren't very concerned. We took out the flashlights and lit some candles in our shared space and went about our evening routine. But something felt different about that night. The air had a certain feel to it, a strange tension that both my roommate and I sensed, but neither acknowledged in the moment. Without much else to do, we both went to bed early to read. I remember feeling really uneasy going to bed, as if there was some kind of presence in the room. I kept shining my flashlight into the corners and around the room. Eventually, I drifted off to sleep. I woke up hearing the faint sound of drums off in the distance. I got up to go to Latrines, and walking outside, I could hear the muffled sound of chanting. Although I heard it dozens of times already by that point, the sounds of their ritual sent a shiver down my back. After using the restroom, I went back to bed, doing my best to ignore the sounds emanating from the woods. Just as I was falling asleep, I heard a bizarre sound coming from my acoustic guitar in the corner of the room. It, it sounded as though something was slowly dragging an edge along the underside of the steel string while stretching the string outwards. I came out my half-sleep, my heart in my throat. The slow scrapping of the string continued for a second, then paused. The guitar creaked in the darkness. The string sounded completely stretched, and twang! The string slapped back against the neck of the guitar, ringing throughout the house. It sounded like the string had broken. I was terrified. I couldn't bring myself to move, or to even shine my flashlight towards the corner to see what might have struck the string. I lay there in bed, too fearful to move or sleep for about an hour. I, I started wondering if it was all in my head. Eventually, I started to fall asleep again, without any buildup. The guitar made the same stretching sound on another string and then released, slapping against the fretboard and ringing out as loud as the first time. I jumped out of bed with my flashlight looking around the room wondering if I lost my mind. There was no falling asleep after that. When morning broke, I checked the guitar in the light. I could have sworn that the two strings had broken, judging by the awful sounds they made, but they were all intact. Two of the strings, the low and high E strings, were way out of tune and felt loose while the others were all still in tune. I asked my roommate over breakfast if she had heard it, and she had. She had heard the first note ring out before falling asleep, and the second had woken her up. 
We were both understandably rattled. We told a story to our colleague at work that morning, and he said it was probably the wind blowing against the guitar strings. That satisfied my roommate, but not me. How could the wind strike a single string at a time? If the change in temperature or air pressure was warping the neck of the guitar and affecting string tensions, wouldn't all the strings be way out of tune? Now to this day, I have no explanation for how my guitar rang out on its own in the middle of the night. And I'll never forget that sound. Entity of Africa, I often have strange things happen to me. This time it was on my recent trip to Tanzania for a midwifery internship. One weekend I was there, I went on safari in Ruha National Park. On the safari itself, it was the only guide and I. However, afterwards I was staying at the hilltop lodge in a small hut-like room. It was a peaceful lodge overlooking the Ruhaha Valley. One particular night I was there, I fell asleep as usual, but was awakened to the sound of clicking from heels on a hardwood floor. They were coming towards me. As soon as I opened my eyes, I heard a woman say, How can you sleep here? I turned to look to my right. That's where it came from. I couldn't see much, but I could see a black shadow right next to me on the edge of the bed. The shadow then fell into my stomach and hip area. At least that's what I felt. I felt the shadow go through me and felt the bed compress next to me. Keep in mind, I was alone. I checked the time. Of course, it's 3 a.m. I was in Africa by myself. There wasn't anyone to talk to about what had just happened. So I thought stupidly that I would reach down there. There would be an indentation in the bed. I didn't really know what I was trying to accomplish, but maybe something was there. Nothing. I, I was pretty scared. I wanted to turn on the lamp I had next to the bed. That didn't happen. All these events happened fairly quickly, within five minutes. After I felt around, the strangest thing happened, and all of a sudden... My head was back and my eyes had shut. I knew I was falling asleep. I also know I wasn't purposely trying to go back to sleep. My body began to go numb in a systematic kind of way. First my head, then my chest, and so on. I I tried to scream because I thought maybe the lodge's owner would hear me and be able to help me. I was in sheer panic. I managed to whisper scream. I hope that makes sense. It was all I could get out. I screamed three times and realized it wasn't going to work. I gave up and was propelled into a dream. Nightmare, rather. The black shadow had possessed me and was in my mind speaking to me. She told me I could do things with my mind when she was there. I found I could open doors and start fires just by thinking about it. It was cool, but really terrifying. I had to find a way to get out. I what she wanted me to do terrible things and she wanted to consume my soul. I spent the majority of the time trying to figure out what I could do to make this demonic being leave. I, I knew I could have an exorcism, but I couldn't find a priest to do it. I pleaded with her, begging for my soul. Screaming that my life was a value and there are things I was meant to accomplish. I would be incapable of said things with this demon possessing me like that, but it wasn't working. She didn't care. My body was her vessel. Now, the end half was an endless search in a sanitarium type hospital looking for a different vessel. I thought that maybe if I found someone that was brain dead in nature, it would be the best if you could call it that idea. I didn't know how the dream ended, but my alarm went off. It was so realistic and I believe paranormal. It was so real I had to make sure... I couldn't still do things with my mind once I woke up. I will never forget this experience. I would love to hear if anyone has had a similar experience.
Paranormal Africa. I was born in Southern Africa, and I've since a very young age been exposed to Sangomas, witch doctors, Mutsi, Talisman, Takalosha, and so on. Witchcraft is basically an institution in most of Africa. Our presidents, soccer teams, and ministers all use Mutsi to give them powers. The most spoken of manifestation of paranormal activity is demonic possession. I have personally never seen a possession in an action, but I've spoken to several people who have seen it. Witch doctors are often controlling snakes and other animals to harass their victims. If the animals are not suf sufficient, they might induce possession in a vulnerable person and have that person act as their agent to whatever end. These possessed people are often used to harvest ingredients for potions and mutsi. The ingredients may at times include human parts, which can only be acquired through murder of hacking of the limbs from a specific type of person. Just thought I would share. Dreams. I'm gonna start by just saying that my best friend has a bond with a legitimate entity. This entity knew things about me that she couldn't have possibly known. I've experienced countless supernatural and paranormal experiences around her. Stuff that just cannot be explained. Anyway, since knowing her, I've had a few weird dreams unlike my other dreams. I can actually recall these moment for a moment. In the first dream, I was helping out at a summer reservation in Africa. I spent a lot of time bonding with people there, making true friends. Then, I was suddenly on a bus, where the only other occupant was a woman. She was shocked that I could actually see her. Then she offered me a choice. I could have one wish come true outside of the dream, or save the reservation for an upcoming attack. I'm not proud of it, but I took the wish. The reservation was then destroyed by monsters, which chased me when I got off the bus. After reaching a department store, I woke up. The second dream, I was in the forest. I came across a clearing which featured a woman in a cage, in failing health. I spent an entire season in that clearing helping her, realizing she was the most gorgeous soul I've ever met, it turns out. The whole time, she was my spirit, just looking to be free. The third dream, I was in Massachusetts. A billboard said, We are the Masons, and this is our story. The billboard got warpy, and I was transported to a high-tech place that seemed like a college. I went to use the computer, and the screen was filled with pornographic images of me. Once I clicked off them, I found a map to the basement where I proceeded. In this basement, I saw a man torturing a kid, telling him that Jesus may forgive him, but Satan does not. The man noticed me and tried to come after me. I immediately woke up. The next dream happened immediately. I was in the Walmart I used to work at, in the middle of a riot. The voice in my head told me I could control people's minds, and I had to leave the store at all costs. I used my power to clear the way, breaking up fights, making one guy dance, and just getting people away. The evil guy from my last dream was there without hesitation. I made him kill himself. Once I escaped the store, I awoke. Anyways, strange is the simplest word for it. Anyone make anything from this? Help needed in researching paranormal experiences I had in South Africa. Me again, motivated to find out more about the certain experiences in which I had, I decided to come to this subreddit. I am hoping someone can help me with this. I've had a number of experiences in a house in Cape Town, South Africa. 
in a certain section in Belleville to be more precise. I'm currently looking for some sort of online archive where I could research the experiences I had. If anyone could help me out with this, that would be great. Or alternatively, if you work somewhere and I can give you my information and then let me know if anything comes out, that would be great. Now, a bit of the backstory. Many unexplained happenings in a certain house in Belleville. I think I experienced pretty much everything there. Extremely uncomfortable feelings in certain parts of the house. Noises of a child or children playing. Sounds of children playing. Sightings of a girl, probably around 9 or 10 years old, being hit by items. Doors and toilet seats slamming. Younger children having nightmares while living there. Waking up in the middle of the night, having dreams of blood coming out of the walls and flowers. I am not too sure, but I believe that another couple lived in this house before and after less than a year moved out for no reasons given. If anyone can help me find out something about this house or the area, it would be great. Message me if you would like me to be more specific with the location. Otherwise, if anyone wants to hear more about this and or experiences I had, let me know. Dirty Dancer This occurrence took place in February 2017. In order for it to make sense to anyone reading it, I have to explain how I came to be where it happened. About two years ago, my mother moved into a cottage and cabin out on a farm. It's more of a plot of land, really, with a main house built by the owner's ex-husband, now deceased. Three cottages, one occupied by my mother, Cottage 1, the second occupied by the owner's mother, Cottage 2, and one that was occupied by an elderly guy that was friends with the owner, Cottage 3, and several greenhouses used for growing indigenous herbs and plants used for holistic healing. The layout of the property is as follows. When driving in, on the left is Cottage 3, about 50 meters from the driveway. On the right is a workshop with a greenhouse just behind it. Just after that, on the left is Cottage 2, roughly 10 meters away from the driveway. Continuing straight, it opens up to a parking area, and to the right of that is Cottage 1. The main house is behind the parking area. All the dwellings are roughly 50 to 100 meters away from each other, with tall pine trees lining the road, parking area and all, but my mom's cottage. The pine trees act as wind and sound breaks and provide privacy, you know? The occurrence relates to the elderly guy that lived in Cottage Number 3. Up until my mother moved in, he had been staying in Cottage Number 1. He then bought a pre-constructed cottage, which became Cottage 3. He was a nice guy, if a little dirty-minded, loved to dance, played practical jokes, found the funny side of almost every situation and loved to chase women. His main hunting ground was an elderly disco that was put together by an old-age home in the nearby town. Every second Saturday, he would get dressed up and head off to, as he put it, grab a goose at the disco. The last disco he went to was sadly the last he would ever go to. Apparently, he had been dancing for some time and had to sit down as he was at that moment getting short of breath. While taking that break, his heart gave out and he passed away right where he sat. This is all the details I have about his passing, but everyone has said that his Saturday nights were the highlight of his months. He loved women and he loved dancing, so at least he passed doing and chasing what he loved. His children had come to the cottage and cleared out almost all of his belongings, but left a few things that they said the new occupant, should they get one, could have. Not long after his passing, I was visiting my mother one Saturday evening. 
We were sitting on her porch, just chatting about life in general, and how short it all seemed, and it being such a recent occurrence, the passing of the elderly guy. As you we were talking, the faint sound of music could be heard coming through the trees. There was a faint breeze, and the pine trees were rustling. It made it difficult to tell where the music was coming from, and as the other dwellings aren't that far from her cottage, we both just thought someone was playing music. Shortly after we noticed it, the music stopped. We decided to take a walk around the property, as my mom wanted to show me her progress in one of the greenhouses. So we circled the property, checked the greenhouses, and were making our way back to our cottage when again we heard music. We were quite close to this old cottage, and it definitely sounded as if the music was coming from there. They have had a few people scout the farm and found evidence of attempted break-ins, so I immediately thought that maybe someone had broken in and was making themselves at home. I told my mom to go to the main house and get the owner just in case. While I stayed and watched, someone exit the cottage. She ran off, stopping at cottage 2 to warn the old woman that stays there to lock herself in her cottage, and soon came back with the owner of the farm. The three of us walked around the cottage and saw no windows open, but a light was on inside and the music was still playing quite loud. We went to the front and checked the padlock. The owner unlocked the padlock while I stood ready with a big stick, and my mom stood behind me with her taser. She pushed the door open and jumped to the side. Nothing jumped out at us, as I was the only male on the farm. They both looked to me to check inside. I took my mom's taser at that moment and entered, calling, calling to anyone that I was armed. The cottage was an L-shaped and when entering, you walk through the kitchen area, which then leads to the living room, the L in the bedroom where the music was coming from, and bathroom. I cautiously walked through the kitchen into the living room. Suddenly the music stopped. I called out again that I was armed, and if there was anyone in there, they should come out. Nothing. I walked into the bedroom and suddenly the light went out and the radio blared. In my frantic attempt to backpedal out of now, now the pitch black room, I accidentally tasered myself in the leg. I screamed out and dropped to the floor. My mother screamed, the owner screamed, whimpering from the shock of being, well, shocked. I began pulling myself along the floor as my leg was now lifeless. I managed to make it to the door where my mom and the owner were both peering into the darkness, in their words, too scared to run in and help me, but too concerned to run away as they helped me to stand at that moment. The radio. The radio turned off. The owner quickly closed and locked the door, and together with my mother half carried me to the main house. Eventually, we all came to the conclusion that the old guy was in the house and was now probably wetting himself with laughter. And every now and then, they say they can hear music coming, coming from his cottage. My mother will go over there and chat to him from time to time, but he doesn't, and probably he will never talk back. <laughs> I mean, they think it's best to just leave him be.
Just take you home. Hey, bye. 